life. There isn't a better atmosphere in the country when it's really buzzing in that place. You know, that's what you call a partisan fan up there, isn't it? <laughs> I'll tell you a quick five story, quick five story. Just when the British, this is an old time one. If you remember when all the British passport holding Canadians, Peter Woods was coach of the national team. Oh, yeah. And Peter was obsessed in getting passport holding imports into the national team. So he had persuaded the league that anybody with a British passport was British. And the likes of Chris Kellen, Mike O'Connor, Tim Cranston, guys like that, I think Kevin Conway, they were all getting into the national team. And obviously, up in Fife, they are patriotically jocks. They are arguments, oh, yeah. you know, old school. And um, at the time, for the coach to get from the dressing room to the bench, he had to walk across the ice. And it was Alec Dampier and his assistant was Clyde Tool. And this had obviously been set up all week in Fife because there's no way they would have had the inclination all to do this at once. But yeah. we, we roll into town, flash Harry Sheffield Steelers. And we, of course, had got three or four of these dual national Canadians, O'Connor, Kellen, Cranston. And as Alex and Clyde walked across the ice, everybody, and when I say everybody, I mean every single jockey in that building, stood up, reached into their pockets, and took out their British passports and waved them at Alex Dampier. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to be honest, Alex hadn't got a clue what was going on, but yeah. it was funny. It was, it was, it was good times. And, um, yeah, they were, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I love Kakadi. I think it's, one of the problems when you went to Edinburgh was you didn't know you were in Scotland when you were in that rink. But hey, let me know, when you go to Kakadi, you've got the vehement Scots, the bagpipes, everything coming at you. <laughs> I've and never you been to you in Scotland. It's, it's one of these days I have yeah, to go. Five sold Scotland, yeah. where I think a lot of teams in Scotland try to just become bland. And, um, you know, if you're Scottish, be proud of your Scottishness. Oh, absolutely. And, and felt it out. Like, just like the, just like the Tavs do down in Cardiff. You know, when, when that girl comes onto the ice in Cardiff and she bellows, she has got the most unbelievable voice. Oh, that anthem's brilliant, isn't it? It's so rousing. Oh, and she bellows it out. And everybody, and everybody sings it. And as an Englishman, I'm, you know, I'm like cursing it as it's all going off. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's terrific. And that, they, like, in Cardiff, they embrace the Welshness. In Ireland, okay, it's a little bit awkward because of the political situation. Sure. But in Scotland, you should. That's how you sell it. Hey, but Fife's a great place to go. I love going to Fife. I've never been, and uh, I keep saying I must go there. Oh, you should. Maybe one you day. Should. It's a good trip. It hasn't changed since 1942, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Be like going back in a time warp then. It is. And just next to the away team, yeah. there's like in, in, in Fife, you've got like the away team dressing room. And then you've got another little room, which like the coach and the equipment guy can use. But also you have to share it with three or four old Scottish guys who are helping out, timekeepers and whatever. Yeah. And they have been there, these three blokes. They were old when I was in Solil. And the same three or four blokes are still there now. <laughs> And they curse and spit and do, but they're hilarious. And yeah, it's just like going back in time. And they're good people, and yeah. you you have the crack with them. And yeah, they're uh, they're, they're they're characters. And like in this modern world that we live in at the moment, I'm not keen on this modern world we live in. No, but we um, need characters. Yeah, we you need characters. And uh, but the the old boys and. I just hope I just hope the new brigade come in and they uh, they embrace characters because you need that in life. Oh, absolutely. Is there a player you would like to hear on the show? Tell Ken now at oldtimehockeyuk.com or Facebook forward slash oldtimehockeyuk. Dan Green contacted me. Oh, yeah. And Dan said, oh, he said, I didn't realize that you helped Chris Brandt first come to this country. I said, yeah, I was Chris's agent. 
I and read that um, other day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Chris's agent. He was playing in Galeen, I think, in Holland. And he actually had the chance to join Sheffield or Basingstoke, and he chose Basingstoke. Oh, yeah. Um, he just he just liked Paul Giffin, who was the guy that was down there, and yeah. he did that. But a really good story. Chris had gone from Basingstoke to Bratnell. Then he'd left, and I think he'd gone back abroad. And then one day in Sheffield, I'm there, and the away team walk in, and it's Bracknell. And there's, there's Chief. And I went, where did you get back in the country? He says, this morning. And I says, oh, you're registered. He says, yeah, yeah, they've registered me. He says, I haven't signed a contract yet. I'm going to sign it on Monday. And I says, oh, great. Okay. Oh, good to see you back, Chris. Everything great. Anyway, I wander off. I bump into Mike Blaisdell, who's our coach at the time. And I go, hey, Chris Brand's playing for them. He says, yeah. He said, God. And we were looking for a player at the time. He says, I wish I'd have known he was available. He'd have done us some good. Yeah. I says, well, he hasn't signed for Bratnell. He's only registered with them. He's signing for him on Monday. And he says, you tell Chris Brands he can be a Sheffield Steeler if he wants. We'll sign him immediately after the game. So I'm praying Chris gets a penalty. So Chris gets a penalty in the game, goes into the away penalty box, and the away penalty attendant has got a headset on. Yep. And I say to him, give Chris Brandt the headset. He goes, no, no, I can't. I said, give him the headset. So he gives him the headset, and Chief comes on. He goes, Sims, I went, Chief. And I said, you haven't signed him, Bratnell. He says, no. I went, 450 a week, we'll sign you today. Shared accommodation, you get your own car. And I said, the only thing is you've got to get your stuff up from Bratnell. He says, all my stuff's on the bus. He says, oh, they picked me up, they picked me up, you know, on the motorway. And I went, well, 450. He says, oh, shit. He says, you can't do it like this. I'm in the penalty box. Hey, I'm just telling you. So anyway, period goes by. He gets a second penalty. He comes in, he grabs the headset, and he goes, is that right? I can sign tonight, 450. He goes, you're on, deal done. I said, okay. So at the end of the game, I run down. And of course, I got contracts in my bag at that time. And we handwritten the bits and grabbed my blaze. I said, yes, we've got him. Chief appeared, signed the contract, went on the bus, grabbed his bags off the bus. We took him to a hotel for the night. We had him in accommodation the next day. <laughs> nice that's one. That's old time. Yeah, I think that's probably your first player being tapped up in the penalty box. I did it with Andy Bezo in 2001. He was playing for London. And... Um, he was destroying us single-handedly, and he got a penalty. And I said, can I have your phone number because you're coming to Sheffield next season? <laughs> he gave me his phone number, and I rang him that summer, and I said, do you remember that? He said, yeah, I do, but I'm going to become a bricklayer instead. Oh, right. <laughs> and he became a and he retired, yeah, so, yeah. Memories, insights, and anecdotes of hockey heroes. The Old Time Hockey UK Podcast. Here's the fun shot. One of my very best friends is a guy called Steve Small. Now, you may know Steve. Um, he was the Solly or Barron's team manager 100 years ago. Oh, yeah. He was then the Coventry Blazes kit guy. He works with the national team. Steve Small is possibly the nicest fella that God has ever put on the planet. Um, and he was a hot point engineer, the washing machines. Yeah. And um, he's involved in the Barron's. And he gets a call out to go and fix a washing machine in Solihull. And who opens the door? Gary Newbon. Right. And while Steve is fixing the washing machine, he persuades Gary Newbon to come down and have a look at the Barons. And the rest is, uh, the rest is history. When you think about it, you know, the Solly Old Barons were on ITV. ITV, not ITV4. ITV, yeah. when there was only three or four channels, at 10.30, just after news at 10. And we would have highlights of our game on ITV. Yeah, because Gary Newbon was, um, was he a sport or something? Head of Sport of Central News, yeah. and he did a terrific job highlighting ice hockey. Yeah. And, I mean, 
Gary Newborn is the reason that we filled the rink in Solihull initially. Yeah. Um, Gary had gone when I kind of got involved. I, I was watching the Barons when he was involved the first mm-hmm. year. Yeah. But then Gary had disappeared. Because if you remember, he went to Telford and he took uh, Dave Houston, Mark Buds and himself. Dean Vogelsang stayed in Canada. Yeah. Mark Buds had got injured and Houston had come in to finish the year off in Solihull with Vogelsang. And then Houston and Buds went to Telford with Cole Creamer, Bernie Butler, John Wolf, all those guys. Yeah. Um, and then that was when Brad Schnur, Jay Forslund, Doug McDonald came in. We still had the Turner brothers, Glenn Skidmore, guys like that. And um, that was a great rivalry, Solihull. We'd had a great rivalry with Peterborough. with Shannon Hope and John Lawless That's right, yeah. uh, and all those guys. And then the rivalry changed from Peterborough to Telford. Um, terrific rivalry, filled all the rinks. Like I can remember, we used to take six, seven, eight buses to Peterborough. God, wow. We would be queuing around the rink in Peterborough at two o'clock in the afternoon for a seven o'clock start. Gosh. Back in the day. And they were, they were, they were, they were terrific days. And I'm glad I had them, but I wouldn't want them back. I prefer what we have now.